Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain three potential reasons that scientists think for why our thoughts run wild at night. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. Okay, so I know that so many of you will be able to relate to this topic. When I had my sleep issue, I would wake up in the middle of the night, maybe I needed to use the bathroom, so I'd get up, try to stay sleepy, creep to the bathroom, keep the light off if possible. Sometimes if I'd been dreaming, I'd try and hold on to that dream. I had all these strategies for trying to avoid triggering any thoughts and staying sleepy, and sometimes I would manage it for quite a few minutes, and then bam, one thought would come in. And then before I knew it, they were often racing work, children, life. And some nights I wouldn't even be thinking of anything useful or serious at all. I would seem to exhaust all the topics that you might think would keep you awake and then move on to just thinking about random things like the cats or something that happened in high school many years ago or thinking about stuff that may or may not happen 20 years into the future. And I remember being completely baffled as to why my brain would decide to bring all this stuff up and keep endlessly thinking about things in the middle of the night. The most unhelpful time to be thinking all of this random stuff. So if this is you and you're wondering the same thing, I want to talk about three theories that I've come across that psychologists have come up with as to why this might happen. So firstly, particular in more Western societies, and I'm using that term generically, it's a sort of massive generalisation, but hopefully you get the gist. We're not usually taught so much about thoughts and the structure of thoughts, and we've become encouraged as a society to run with our thoughts whenever they come into our mind. In other cultures, there's more understanding of the layers of mind, of the conscious and the subconscious, and there is more active teaching and promotion of the practice of having a quiet mind. So maybe that's through meditation or mindfulness or just periods where um, we allow our mind to be still, where we're just not, you know, going so much into thinking and doing. Um, But for most of us, you know, we're seduced by this idea in our modern lives that our conscious, intelligent brain is the master and we have become a kind of slave almost to our own thinking and processing. And by that I mean that we're normally constantly engaging our conscious mind all day with activity. So with screens, with work, with tasks, with conversation, we're driving, there's advertisements everywhere we look and our brain's got no option but to keep on processing it. We don't, there's there's no ability for our brain to say, well, slow down. It just keeps on responding to all this data coming in. And so we become very much creatures of our conscious cognitive thoughts and thought processes. And, you know, in our society, the terms overthinker and warrior and worriter, they're used so widely. 
we can't stop analysing and problem solving and just processing thoughts and data on and on and on. So in the night, so this theory goes, we don't find it very normal to be still and have a quiet mind. So this is the first theory that we're forcing our brains to do so much cognitive processing and never rest it during the day that this has become our normal. And so therefore we find it very difficult to switch off from this in the nighttime. And linked to this then is the notion that when we start to think unpleasant thoughts or unwanted thoughts in the daytime, we have lots of distractions that we can use to divert away from these. So we can throw ourselves into work or think of something else or watch TV or go on social media or we could talk to someone around us and let the focus on conversing with them divert us off. We don't very much practice trying to actively control that conscious stream of thoughts in the day. We usually rely on distraction to stop thinking about something that we don't want to think about. And so again, what happens in the nighttime is because there are very few distractions, it's dark, it's quiet, and then we've got nowhere to run, you know, metaphorically, and we're left with our conscious thoughts going around and around, which then links back to the point I just mentioned, because we've got very little practice or experience with dealing with our unwanted thoughts and getting our mind quiet. So essentially, it's not a skill that we're good at, and so we struggle to manage them in the night. The next theory for why we get into this habit is that as human beings, we don't want to feel helpless in any given situation. So obviously, psychologists think that it's not it's not a comfortable feeling for us to feel helpless. So we want to avoid that feeling if we can. And that's probably particularly acute for those of you who have been taught that you have to be strong, you have to be successful, you have to have answers, you've got to figure things out and and remain in control. And so the sense of being helpless is naturally unpleasant for all of us, but made worse by our cultural drive to stay in control and be the masters of our destiny. But in the middle of the night, when we mentally come across a problem or a worry, there's not much we can physically do about it right then. And so Psychologists think that we may think about these things, we may think problem solving because thinking about what to do is the next best thing to actually doing something. And so by thinking, we're kind of being proactive at least. And there is a notion that we're helping ourselves and that that's a better place to be in our minds. It's more comfortable than feeling helpless and powerless and being able to do nothing at all. So We think because thinking is the next best thing to actually doing and we're pretty obsessed with the notion of doing, which takes us back in a way to the first point again. And then finally, the third theory is that our brain might actually need some time for mental reflection and rumination, if you like, and processing of what is happening to us throughout the day. So there's a theory that we need active thinking time periodically just just to literally process you know the events as they happen in the day but again the problem with our modern lives is that it's not a stop start day we don't do an activity and then pause and you know have any time to think about it we're so busy filling our time with tasks and then in our spare time distracting our minds with social media and television and other distractions like all the things i just talked about that we've got no quiet time at all in the day and so as a result there's this hypothesis that when the lights go out and we stop receiving streams of data from our eyes and ears and our sense of touch that our brain now finally has the space it needs 
for reflection and problem solving and only then can it get to work on doing this. And unfortunately, this is when we need to sleep, obviously, but if the brain does need this reflective period, it has to encroach on our sleep time in order to do this because we haven't allowed enough space in our day to achieve this instead. Okay, so these are the three theories. And when I look at these, I can definitely draw out some themes for actions that could be helpful if in fact any or all of these theories were true. So firstly, for me, I definitely believe there is something in this notion that we don't give ourselves enough breaks from all the data streams and the bombardment of activity that most of us are doing all day, every day. And taking regular breaks from this, to my mind, must be beneficial and probably for a number of additional reasons other than sleep. So I I definitely kind of look at that and think that's something that we could do. And secondly, I also think there's some truth in the fact that many of us are not taught enough about the concept of learning more about our thoughts and the different layers of thoughts that we have, conscious thoughts, subconscious thoughts, and how to manage these, particularly if they're unpleasant thoughts or we just can't seem to stop thinking about the, the same thing on repeat. And most of us are pretty educated about our physical bodies more and more these days and how to help to support it, to keep it healthy and not overindulge it. But in, you know, in many ways, our culture, we still seem very far behind in giving ourselves an education on how we can stop ourselves being at the mercy of our thoughts all day and all night and learn some basic and helpful techniques to support our minds to be healthy, you know, and not overindulge in our thinking in a way that's not actually helpful, but can in some cases start to become quite self-destructive or at least self-sabotaging. So your action step for this week is to think about these three theories. Do any of them resonate with you? Is there any learning or changes that you feel inspired to do as a result of hearing more about these theories on themes? Let me know. If you want to drop me a note and let me know, please do. All right, thanks for listening and have a good week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.